Welcome to the Thinklings Podcast, a conversation where good thoughts help renew the mind with the Word of God. I'm Charlie Carter, and I'm here with Tim Little and Andy Stearns. Let's jump into the conversation. Welcome to the Thinklings Podcast. I've got Charlie Carter (laughs) drinking some coffee and choking on it. That's what happens when you try to make sound effects. <laughs> and Andy's pouring himself a cup here. That was that was a funny moment there. Wow. And I think the coffee tried to kill Charlie. And it, almost, it almost succeeded. <laughs> and uh, we're uh, happy to be together here and talking about some books and going to spend some time in God's word. So how are you guys doing? I think we're doing better than you, Tim. You sound like you're still. I'm pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Your voice sounds higher. Yes. You're not as a, a much of a, was it a bass or a baritone or whatever? Yeah. So I'm doing a lot better uh, from a health perspective. My stamina is still a little bit low. Okay. But. It's nice, listener. We're actually all in the same room. We haven't been all in the same room for quite well, a while. It's got to be like half a dozen yeah. episodes at yeah. least. So mm-hmm. this is nice. Yeah, this is nice. So uh, what do we have going on today? Is there a special business uh, that we need to do? Do we have some Thinklings business to tend to? Do we have some Thinklings business to tend to? Does that apply to this one though? Because it's a little different. It's it's Thinklings business. All right. I love it. Books and business. Listener, I love it when Tim is the host in the summers. (laughs) It is like my favorite. Tim, I'm not trying to put you on the spot very much, maybe just a little bit. So, all right. uh, Thinklings listeners. We have a special uh, books and business today. Um, a friend of mine, uh, a, a longtime listener of the podcast, and someone who we'll call Dr. Videa. Uh, not his real name, but I think that's a good name for him, Dr. Videa. Uh, he was thinking, you know, the, the Thinklings really, really enjoy the Inklings. And the Inklings, we've talked about them a lot, are uh, Lewis and Tolkien and Williams and Barfield and some of the other writers uh, at that time that would meet together and push each other to write. And so Dr. Vidaya decided that he would order and send the Thinklings some Inklings books. Ooh. So what we're going to do today is I know what these books are because I was given them. And so I'm going to reveal them to my co-hosts. And then there's we just have to fight over who gets what book. Uh, the only thing I would say is I think we should try to read these and give a quick review on the podcast. So book like number it. one, Charlie, can I get a drum roll, please? Insert drum roll sound. Okay, that that'll actually be good enough. I won't, but <laughs> no, that... <laughs> no. Every time, I want you to say insert drum roll sound. All right, insert drum. The roll first sound. book is Reason and Beauty in the Poetic Mind by Charles Williams. Ooh. Now, do either of you know anything about this book? Uh, not about the book. I know a little bit about him. Yeah, I thought you're the Charles Williams guy at the table. I would say you've also read Poetic Diction, Owen Barfield. By Owen Barfield. Tim, you've read. Do you own it or have you read it? Poetic right. Diction? Yeah. That's his copy. That's your copy. Okay. So anyways, this I'm, one... To clarify, I'm pointing to books on Tim's shelf, and there's Poetic Diction to my left by Owen Barfield. And I have read probably about half of it. I got bored after a while. Okay. <laughs> it's so, a toughie. <laughs> so this one, um, I'm just going to walk through the table of contents really fast. The Ostentation of Verse, The Analysis of William, What is Beauty?, These are chapter titles. Reasoning But to Air, the essay on man. The Evasion of Identity, Spencer. The Evasion of Identity, Part 2, The Nightingale and the Grecian Urn. Uh, Number, we're on chapter 7, A Lady's Eyes. Chapter 8, The Deification of Reason. That sounds interesting. 
Number nine, the abolition of significance. And number 10, the dispersal of mist. So I'm not really sure what that's about, but the... it sounds fascinating. It's a reprint from 2007. So that's on the table. That'll be up for grabs. It's actually by Charles Williams. It's by Charles Commenting Williams. Commenting on things. Yep. And there is a forward by Brian Horn, which Can I, I don't it? know who that is. Yeah, go for it. Um, <clears throat> so that one, listener, um, when you get new books, it's just fun to talk about them and look at them. So that one's a, an updated copy. Whiff and Stock published that or printed that in 2007. So it's an older book, but it's like a reprint. So anyways, that's up for grabs at the table, but maybe, maybe wait till you see all five. Uh, next There's one. Five of them. Yeah. Wow. The Problem of Pain by C.S. Lewis. And this Ooh. is a 19. I have these all written down here. This is a 1959 copy by Fontana Books. And it's currently $7 online. If this was the early American printing of 1946, it would be worth $130. Hmm. Now this one, I've not read The Problem of Pain. That's really funny. I haven't either. I've read a bunch by Lewis, but I haven't read this one because I'm not the best Lewis scholar as I should be. Um, so I definitely think I would be interested in this one. But do you know who he dedicated The Problem of Pain to? I do not. To the Inklings. So oh, wow. I think that's why Dr. Videa bought this one. Because oh. this is actually dedicated to the Inklings. So, and I believe this was um, printed in the UK. I could, I could cool. be wrong about that. All right, number. Now, this one, I have my eye on it. I just want you guys to know this. I have this one. I think I really want this one. Broadcast Talks by C.S. Lewis. Ooh. Ooh, which is. Go ahead, Charlie. Go for it. Which is actually what was rebranded as Mere Christianity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so if you look at this, I mean, you can see this is a really old yeah. book. Yeah. That's and pretty cool. So you go in here and it is first published in 1942, July. This, it was reprinted in January 43, so like six months later. And it was reprinted again in September of 43, and that's this printing. Oh, wow. And so this one is... Third printing. Mm-hmm. So there's broadcast talk, there's Christian behavior, there's one other, and all three end up becoming mere Christianity. All so, right. All right, listeners. That is a spicy book. I know. I mean, look at it. Just it's, feel it. It's so cool. Give it a description. So this me. this was actually, what I'm holding was published 80 years ago. 80 years ago. That one, I believe, is the UK published. So sep September of 1943. Yes, that was published that in London. That is wild. Yep. That thing is really awesome. And so you mentioned the problem of pain was worth $7. Yeah, this one is... This um, has to be... No, no, seven dollars and sixty-five cents. This? Yeah. In fact, I looked. And, there can't be that many of these in circulation. Um. Well, you can buy that for seven dollars and sixty-five cents USD, shipped from Auckland, New Zealand. Really? Now, if you had, now I was looking through this. If you had this edition here, Charlie, the OG that has all of them, and it's in good condition, it would be going for, I think, eighty or something like that. It's it's just cool because nobody knows every everybody has heard of mere Christianity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's just a cool little historical note that it yeah. it actually wasn't mere it was broadcast talks. Yeah. You know, it's, now, it, it cool was radio broadcast. Yeah. The cool thing about the the broadcast talks <clears throat> which was, go ahead. can I insert this? Go ahead. Yeah. Means that we're not the first inkling slash thinkling to do podcast things. That's right. <laughs> Back radio would be very similar, you know, <laughs> except it's usually live. So. Yes. Um, so <laughs> does the that make this dead? 
Well, no, actually, they were pre-recorded. All right, what's the, what's the, what else? <laughs> yeah. So, so one more thing about the broadcast talks, Tim. So the broadcast talks were he was contracted by whoever made those to write talks to appeal to the British people for Christianity during the wartime. Yeah. And so it was like purposely like it was it was a, a type of an apologetic or evangel not really evangelistic, but like an apologetic type um, of a radio program. So anyway, so that one's kind of spicy. I'm not going to be sad if one of you take it, but I, I think that one would look cool in my thing. Now, the next two I have some suspicions about. All right. This book is called Smith of Wooten Major. Oh, yeah. And Farmer Giles of Ham. Yeah. See, I knew Charlie would know right away what it is. I Okay. So I'll just <laughs> I'll just insert right now. I would love that one because I that is a title I don't have in my Ooh. massive Tolkien library. Ooh. Ooh, well, I'm actually I think this one and I think the next one you're going to really want. So this one's like, um, it's funny. This is only seven bucks, yeah. but look at that one. That edition is 88. So this is the same edition. It's just not work as, worth as much, and I'm not sure why. So anyways, but I don't know anything about this. Charlie, do you know anything about this? There are fun pictures in here. So and- so Tolkien, ha- and actually this is true of handfuls of the Inklings. They had like a lot of shorter writings and a lot of essays, and then even a lot of short fiction that they wrote and Barfield would be true this way. He's got a handful of really short fiction works and Tolkien is obviously famous for the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, but he had a handful of little short story fictional things like this too. Uh, leaf by, uh, leaf, leaf of by niggle, niggle. Yeah. leaf by niggle. Um, <clears throat> I read it. I just, I, I have a copy of it, but I, I didn't. So the, the rabbit room press, they do like their hutch mood every year. Mm-hmm. And they did like a big thing on leaf by niggle a few years ago. And so I got a copy PDF, but I never went through the stuff. Okay. And I should say, speaking of there, are a number of these are just available as PDFs online. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just so, cool to have the old covers yes. and all that. Yeah. Listener. It's hard because you can't see these covers. They're really cool. Maybe we can send some snapshots of them and give them to Sydney oh, and put them in our yeah, posting and put them up. That'd be kind of good. Yeah. All right. Now here is the last one. And this is the one I, I think I know who's going to jump on this one. This is called The Silver Trumpet by Owen Barfield. <laughs> so, Andy. Do you have this one, Charlie? I already have that. Yeah. You do? Do you have this exact? Published in 1924 by Owen okay. Barfield right. and famously the <laughs> Tolkien children's favorite children book. Really? Okay. Yes. Do you have the copy book? that looks just like this one? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what copy I have. Okay. All but right. I have, mine has a dust, <clears throat> dust jacket artwork thing on okay it, so. so this one i was also interested in um but it's got this cool emb- embossed or something mm-hmm. trumpety dude and then the side's kind of cool and um it has the map yeah it's it this is really cool the map go to the back it so so that right there that's a fold-out map to your right oh <gasps> oh you're kidding you're right just like you Lord have this, of the Rings. You have this edition, don't you? Or similar. Right, Charlie? I, I, I think so. Okay. So here's why I'm... So like that, that's just like Tolkien's Mordor. It like completely unfolds. Oh, have you not so seen that cool. yet? No. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh. Okay. So here's the cool thing. <laughs> you guys so are awesome. There, there's like a couple of things. And I this is to, wonderful. Hold on. I, I forgot to bring the stick it note. Uh, <laughs> sorry. The post-it note. Sorry. We have a... Fr- I don't know if he's... I think he's a listener. <laughs> Pastor Jay Chapman 
Uh, I used to always call them post-it notes. And then Jay Chapman, now pastor in Carroll, Iowa, he was in our church and he ran our kids ministry for years. And he would always talk about, we need to order more like post-it notes and these little Ziploc bags of tools we would use with the kids. Yeah. And he calls them stick it notes. Stick it notes. Yeah. And so it stuck. I just sticky quips. Stick it notes, sticky notes and post-it notes is what I'd heard. I never heard stick it notes. So, so anyways, uh, this one, hold on just a second here. I got to pull up Dr. Videa's text feed. He sent the picture to me. It had this post-it note in it. This is a cute book and nobody's even read it. Exclamation point. And then it signed Judith. Well, Someone has read it, Dr. Medea, and his name is Charlie Carter. But the other cool thing about this one, and I don't know, is this one was published by Erdman's in Grand Rapids. So this is an Erdman's publication from, let me get that, 1968. Yeah. But. Oh, wait, why did I say 1924? Well, that was probably original. That was the original. Was it original? Yeah, that was what it said. I believe that. You nailed it. 1925 so you got it you got it and so like this this is a story that he wrote like in their college days like because he, he would have met lewis barfield would have oh, met yeah. lewis yep. they like were, mm-hmm. they would have been in their 20s yeah something in there so the cool thing is <laughs> this one has a sticker in the yeah, front cover it, it says church library woodlawn baptist church little rock arkansas this book presented by mr and mrs tom pack so anyways he bought this Dr. Videa online. And he said, that one's probably worth a pretty penny. And so I looked this one up. It's well, if you rebought it, you'd have to spend that much. 223 bucks. That copy. This one, he didn't spend that much. I think he got it for a little over a hundred or whatever. I can't remember what I paid for my copy. I don't mine. I don't think mine is that like purple violet cover color. Yeah. Um, I'll bring, I'll, I'll look at the, and I don't, I don't remember mine having that like almost embossed engraving on the front or the side, but yeah. So there, there was a while there where I really delved into Owen Barfield. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You were, you are. And so he, he, we've talked about night operation, Mm -hmm. one of his short little fiction works, which was Mm -hmm. published by his, I think his grandson, you know, recently on the last like 20 years, it's like kind of like Christopher Tolkien, like finding his Mm -hmm. father's writings and collecting. And so Owen Barfield Jr., the grandson of Owen Barfield put all the, which Owen Barfield Sr., the guy that wrote this, I think lived into the nineties. He was ancient. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. And so, but so he has that, he's got this other little short story novel, eager spring, and then he's got the, and then you stumble onto this and you're like, what in the world? And I honestly, I think it's funny. So you have the silver trumpet and then his like best friend Lewis writes this little children's story. And then he has a book called the silver, the silver chair. chair. And it's just like, <laughs> mm. I know. and, and so like, we're all ripping each other off there. There, there's a, <laughs> there's a quote in the letters of Lewis or the letters of Tolkien where they're talking about George MacDonald. And in Fantasties, there's like the ash tree that like comes alive and like walks around and they have to be careful of the tree. And they, they start talking about like druids or dryads, like the, the living tree people. And this would be the inspiration for the Ents, by the way. And Lewis said something about like, 
he he made some quip about like I think it's okay to take it from the Greek mythologies. Like I don't like we're not stealing it, you know. Like it's <laughs> it's not original with them, you know. Like it's, things have been around forever. People talking about walking trees. And, There's nothing new. Yeah, nothing under new. the sun. I did I did ask that. So okay, this is just like three layers deep on like some crazy stuff. This is really cool. So in that talk I did yesterday at IBC, yeah. uh-huh. I was making a distinction between created beings like something is a being versus a created entity so like a human is different than a rock like we have a soul oh, we have being we have sentience yeah, yeah we have being and so and then i asked them do you want me to tell a really bad joke and they're like yeah tell a bad joke and i was like <laughs> you won't even get it you won't even think it's funny and they're like tell it anyway and i'm like well when i say created entities i'm not referring to walking trees of the tolkien lore <laughs> that's not like i'm speaking of like things that aren't personal beings and none of them got it like <laughs> ents entities anyway i got it yeah, you get, and, and there was like two people, Greg guys now in the back of the room, I think chuckled. <laughs> so just a quick FYI to, to piggyback on that, Charlie. Out of the silent planet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The note at the beginning, certain slighting references to earlier stories of this type, which will be found in the following pages, have been put there for purely dramatic purposes. The author would be sorry if any reader supposed he was too stupid to have enjoyed Mr. H.G. Wells' fantasies yep. or too ungrateful to acknowledge his debt to them. Yep. And so right there he yep. says, yeah, I'm doing this, but by the way, like I'm getting a lot of this idea from Wells and the War of the Worlds and all that time travel yeah. oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty good. So anyways, uh, listeners, we are going to parcel these out amongst ourselves. Do you guys have like a decision you want to make or we'll just do that later? Well, you so- want the... Per, the silver I think trumpet. you need to read the silver trumpet to your kids. I will say Evan saw that and he really wanted to okay. read it. And the I the said, only I caveat just, yeah. is just like you did the voices in the Lord of the Rings, oh. you have to do the sounds. Okay. And you, it'll take, I, I would preview it before you, because you have to, it'll take a moment plan for you to realize little, what's plan going on. Plan my sounds out. Okay. But yeah. It, your kids will love it. Like Tolkien, <laughs> Tolkien's kids love that book. Okay. Yeah. Well then I'll, uh, that's fine. I just, I didn't know if that's an, I didn't and know I already, if I already, have, already have it. So, okay, that's fine. Well, I didn't know if you want this specific historical copy. Yeah. So, okay. I'll, it is what it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I would love Smith of Wooten Major and Farmer Giles of Ham. It's, I mean, I think that's yours. Oh, right. you, you get the <clears throat> Giles of Ham, Tim. There's broadcast talks and the problem of pain on the so table. So I already, I already have multiple copies of problem of pain. Okay. And Andy, I think you should have broadcast talks. So I think problem of pain should go to Tim. Okay. I'm down with that. You want this one? Tim? Oh, you got that one too. Do you want the problem of pain? Do you have any interest? I'll take the problem of pain. Okay. You you read the thing on Char- by Charles Williams, and then you let me borrow it. Do you know it. how deep this is? I already scanned through a little bit. This is a deep book. Reason like- and beauty in the poetic mind. Well, wait, hey, wait, wait, wait. Maybe we do this. Maybe, okay, you got, a, you got an inkling. I got two inklings. I feel like I'm making out like a bandit here. Well, Williams, um, Williams is an inkling. I'm okay yeah. with sharing these around a little bit too. Maybe that one gets passed. This one's uh, going to be a deep one. His section, that, What is Beauty? That's a book for Josh Boyd. Oh, he's a thinkling. He is. Maybe we, maybe we reach out to Boyd. Well, I would say this is almost how I thought it was going to go. I thought for sure you'd want Silver Trumpet, and I knew you'd want Oh, Tolkien. I would. If Had I not already owned silver trumpet i would absolutely want silver trumpet <laughs> the map in the back i don't even want to tell my kids so about I, that. I love they're gonna open I that love, thing up and rip it <laughs> i think that's the most like genuinely fun moment we've had in a long time where it's like oh wait andy you know about the map like what do you mean the map like yeah right there on no the back idea. unfold that and it's like 
was a listener. Here, okay. So and did here, you notice what that was, by the way? No. Like their little castle's all a piano. I. Are you serious? On the, if you open it, it looks like a picture more than a map. So he called it a map, and I'm like, it looks like a picture. I well, didn't. it is, it is, but it's it's like the characters, and like I think it's supposed to be like where they live, but I I don't know if it is for sure. Okay. Oh, you're kidding. It's a piano. It's really cool. Oh, the kids are going to, we have a piano, not like exactly like this, but we have an upright piano. And then it's got the numbered room. stuff on the sides where it's like. Oh man, I don't even want to show them this. I thought it was supposed to be like, kind of like a mappy of like where, like the kingdom of where they're at. Wow. That is so fun. Yeah, Mountain castle. Yeah. Well, I will say we don't let our kids play on the piano, but now they're going to want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's super cool. And whoever this person Dr. is, Videa. Dr. Videa. Thank you, Dr. Videa. Thank you. And, yes. and hey, listeners, if any of you find Inklings books, you're like, hey, I bet the Thinklings like that. Feel free to send it in because uh, <laughs> this was a, it's kind of a fun episode. So that's, listener, that's our books and business. I'll say one thing and then uh, we're going to have a thought from God's word. Um, <clears throat> I, you, I wish you could be in the room with us. Like these are difficult days. We have a lot going on in our lives, um, but we've gathered. We're most of us are drinking coffee. Tim's still kind of getting over a cold. And what are we doing? We're just delighting in books. Mm -hmm. It's fun, and there is a good and beautiful thing about this. And mm -hmm. so, here's normally we say something right now about you should go and find yourself a group and do this. Mm -hmm. But I have another way to think about this, listener. You're already doing this. I bet. So where in your life is something good and beautiful to you, even if it's sinful and an idol that you love, you're going to find something in your life that's good and beautiful that you think is, and you're going to lean into that. Mm -hmm. And so if you're like, yeah, I really should get a group of friends who are godly Christians and I should push, push each other to, even if you don't do that, you're going to spend time doing something. You're going to find online friends. You're going to find online lives you're gonna find groups at work and you're going to find someone to fill this kind of a void and i think the scriptures would be very clear you need to put believers in your life even if yes. it's just to get together and talk about silly books that you're all interested in so even though this is just a fun thing i do think there's a biblical thought here for you to think about but on that note let's get into uh, a thought from god's word charlie yeah so we're gonna look at two passages one is from the Old Testament, one is from the New Testament, and then we're going to have, uh, uh, pun intended, we're going to have something that ties them together, okay? So if you remember going way, 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 way back to some of the beginning podcasts that we had, well, there's this little quote from C.S. Lewis about friendship, and we've got it on the back of our shirts, I've got it on my, we all have it on our mugs, and it's that the little knots of friends who turn their backs on the world are those who really transform it. And there's a passage in 2 Timothy, uh, starting in verse 3 and 4, but uh, share in the suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No soldier gets entangled with civilian affairs that he may please the one who enlists him. And I'm going to talk about this next week at a camp in Nebraska. And so Whispering Cedars, friends, if you're listening to this, you are going to hear this or have heard this at camp. But what is to be tangled? And I'm actually going to take a fishing pole. And I'm like, look how this works. You know, you, you can cast it. It works really nice when everything is in order. But if I tangle it all up, 
it doesn't work anymore. And so it's a clear picture. Like a soldier doesn't get all tangled up, mucked up with the things of the world so that he can please the commander, which in this case is, is Christ. It's God who's called Timothy into ministry. And so think about it this way. What's the difference between a tangle and a knot? Because it's both uh, a piece of line. It's both like all put together, you know, secure. Like you can't, it's hard to untangle a tangle. It's hard to untie a knot. One is intentional and one's really not. Hmm. And <laughs> one's really. I was going to say. Not. <laughs> and it just, ugh, puns abound. But yeah. so you think about not being entangled. And what Andy just mentioned is you're going to fill this part of your life with something. If you don't have good friends, the reality is you probably have bad friends. Or if you're not reading books with your friends, you're probably doing other things with your friends. And that's not to say that you know yeah. we can't enjoy mm -hmm. the gifts of, of earthly life. We can't have fun, that you have to be a monk and all you can do is read books and, you know, wake up, you know, and study. Like there's more to life than than that. But you also need to be intentional here because if you're not if you're not <laughs> oh my word there's so many not if funds. you if you're not being intentional with your friends you're probably getting tangled with some friends and you're probably getting uh mucked up into things that maybe they're not wrong but they're certainly not what's best for you and and i'll, I'll use myself as a negative example here i i had great friends in high school college there, there's there's a lot of Maybe I, maybe I don't think the word friend is the right word for them. A lot of companions, compatriots, and like Lewis in The Four Loves, it's like, oh, hey, you like that too? And we mm. had a lot of bonds over some really silly things. Like, we like the same TV shows. We like the same video games. We like the same sports teams. And you can pour hours into things like that with people that like it too. And you can have lots of fun with that. And you probably should from time to time. Those are, those are good things. But you really want to tie yourself to good friends. You want to have a little knot, a clump of friends that are committed to the right things, to the best things, to the excellent things. And that's where we come to that verse in the Old Testament. And I think what's unique about a friend is they're, they're actually, I think, more special than family. So... Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. And you think about what's the difference between, what's the comparison being made here? So a brother, if you ever heard the kind of the phrase like blood's thicker than water, right? Yes. And so when, when something's really going wrong, your family's obligated to be there. Like if I really needed something, and I like I need someone to be there. I could call my brother, my mom, and I know they're going to help. There's a familial requirement or obligation, mm -hmm. and and we know that. And that's what makes a friend so unique, because they actually don't have that obligation to you. Hmm. There is no familial or biological bond. They stick. A, a real true friend sticks with you even when they don't have to. Like they've willfully taken upon themselves to to bind themselves to you, and uh, I think that's I think the proverb is telling you that that's really special. The friend loves you at all times, and he didn't have to, you know. And I think you could 
I, I think an interesting study would be the word friend through the book of Proverbs. But uh, so the idea here is of, of having good friendships and one, being a good friend, like have people in your life that you're willing to love at all times willfully. And like, it's not because you're getting something from them, but people that are in your life that you're willing to serve and you're going to be there for them. And it's not an obligation in the sense of you're their brother or, you know, sibling, you know, family member, then you have to be there. Like you should be a good friend to people. And you should also want to have friends like that in your life that not because of what they get from you, but because they just genuinely love you, that they're willing to serve you and that they're going to be there when, you know, it gets really tough. And, and so we need those types of relationships in our lives to encourage us spiritually. And God knows that. I think it's really interesting that Jesus, at the end of his life, what does he tell his disciples? You're my friend. Hmm. You're you're not like a servant who doesn't know what the master's doing. Like we're we're friends, and uh, we we do need relationships like that. And that's that's really the whole backdrop of our little group is to mm-hmm. be good friends to each other mm. and and read read good books with our friends and talk about them with our friends. And so uh, it's a simple idea there. Uh, you know, we can sit here and we can have a lot of fun looking at old books and talking about, you know, silver trumpets and, you know, drinking coffee together. And th- that's fun. But uh, you, you, wanna, you want someone in your life uh, when it's not fun. And, and a friend does that. A friend loves at all times. And he doesn't have to. And that's why a friend is so awesome. And so you should look for good friends in your life mm-hmm. that are going to stir your affections for Christ. You should look for a little group of people, probably in your church, but if it's not in your church, that's okay too. And people who are going to point you to Christ and encourage you towards Christ and his word when, when, you, need, when you need it. Not when you want it, but when you need it. And uh, I think I had a lot of friends in my life that were, you know, friends in italics, you know, uh, where it's... Sure, we'll we'll go do these random things together, but when life really gets hard, who's there? And uh, when I really need someone to tell me something, who's going to tell me that thing? And uh, when I really need to be encouraged or reminded of something, and I don't want to be encouraged or reminded, who's going to do that? Um, and that's what a good friend is for. So be a good friend, look for good friends, and once you found them, you should read some good books and and talk about them. And so uh, hopefully that's encouraging to you. I want that to be a challenge to you to not entangle yourself in this world, do all the things that our world says friends should do. Uh, I think you do need to, as Lewis says, I think you and your friends need to turn your back from this world and you need to bond to one another and you need to bond to truth and encourage each other that way. So thank you for listening this week. Uh, We're thankful for you. You guys are our friends as listeners. And we'll see you next week on the Thinklings Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Thinklings Podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any feedback, suggestions, or potential topics that you'd like us to discuss, you can contact us through our email thinklingspodcast at gmail.com. Remember, don't let this conversation end with this podcast. Read good books, 
talk about them with your friends, and always continue to cultivate your mind. See you next time on The Thinklings Podcast. The Thinklings want to remind our listeners that The Thinklings Podcast is our personal production. Our conversations, book discussions, and viewpoints may not represent the views of Faith Baptist Bible College and Theological Seminary. Any questions or feedback should be directed to us at The Thinklings Podcast.